<laughs> I gotta represent. I had to get the most American shirt I have, right? <laughs> we appreciate the thought. Yeah, I know for sure, for sure. I also do have my Cricket Canada one year as well, but I thought, hey, yeah. <laughs> since it's uh, football season, it's uh, best to wear the football, right? Uh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Right now, SMU is definitely happy that you're repping St. Mary's Huskies yeah. right now. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. yeah, for sure, for sure. But... So, Reese, I, I, I wanted to ask you, coming from South Africa, where you have soccer, you have uh, rugby, big, big staple sports, right? What brought yeah. you towards cricket? Well, um, look, it all started in school for me. Um, I had a teacher by the name of Rob uh, Deegan, and um, he was the principal of my primary school. And he was the he was the soccer coach, and he was also the cricket coach. So basically, um, uh, cut. Coming from a area where soccer and rugby is your predominant sport in uh, the places of color, um, I played soccer all of my junior life, right? Okay. And then um, when I went to the school, he, he then also encouraged me to play the sport. So cricket started at, I think it started at the age of 10 years old, Ten. where um, we would play against uh, different schools and stuff like that and just have a fun time and stuff. And then by when I was 12 years old, I started taking it a bit more seriously as well because I, uh, by then I would make the provincial school sides. Uh, the role models that I had also came from uh, the same community that I stayed in. So, for instance, some of the professional players would also stay in my my area and stuff like that. So, we would then also play cricket in the streets. Oh, we wow, would, okay. We would started playing in the street and people started seeing me and um, I was mainly seen as a fast bowler uh, because at my age of 12 years old, I was really quick. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some people would come and see me play for my school and stuff like that. And then I played for my cricket club which was called Calvindale Cricket Club. And then at probably uh, 13 years old, I was playing um, in the men's side. So 13. I was 13. Yeah, yeah. So a 13-year-old boy was playing with guys who were like 20 years old and stuff like that. But because they had identified my talent at the at a very young age, they then thought that they had to pull me in and start soon. Right. 
So, so you were um, a man child, right? Is that essentially what you were doing? Um, in my school, I was probably the tallest boy in the school. Um, <laughs> in my grade as well. So, so I was a really tall, right? Um, yeah. And stuff like that. So then, yeah. So I said it's uh, you you have to start playing the big boys now. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, so like, okay, 13, you're playing with the yeah. men, right? And there was something I noticed in yeah. your documentary there that there was a, was it a, another bowler talking about how you released the ball? Your your grandmother was talking about this, that he, they haven't seen yes, somebody yes, at that yes, age yes. release the ball like that. So uh, can you, can you explain yes, so that? My granny was... Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. My granny was actually referring to the Australian team that toured South Africa. Um, and I think I was in high school then. So I was probably like 17 years old. And then um, I was invited to come and bowl to the Australian team. So so, for instance, when the guys would have nets, um, they would invite uh, some of the uh, the local boys to come and bowl, like uh, the good boys, right? Right. The, uh, the guys that have skill and stuff like that um, to come and bowl at their guys. So, I had the privilege to bowl to guys like Adam Kilgris and Ricky Pontine. Um, I just saw, I just saw Zob's face just light up. <laughs> I just saw Zob's yeah. face light up because he knows the names. I don't know. Brad doesn't know. Yeah, These are the cricket don't... equivalent of Hall of Famers, right? So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zob, did you have a, a question so, there? Sure. Um, so, Reese, it's really awesome uh, to meet you. So, yeah, for sure. And the same with me, buddy. Thanks. Uh, so you, you talk about how, you know, when you were 12, 13, you started getting noticed. And at 17, you bowled the guys like Gilchrist and Ponting, which I think for a 17-year-old, probably the greatest day in life, right? It's one of those. Can, yeah, can you talk sure. to us a little bit about, because the South African team in the late 90s was one of the top teams in the world, like a really powerhouse, right? Um, yeah. Alan Donald, Sean Pollock, like, was it? one of the best fastballers in the world. Can you talk to us a little bit about the system that you went through and how you got picked up? How did you get noticed all the way to your first class debut, maybe? Okay. So, um, so yeah, so, wow. So, um, when I started to perform in schools, um, um, I started to perform really well. And then, as I said, that I had the opportunity to work with some of the coaches over there and stuff like that, and they would invite me to the practices and stuff, you know, to spend in time with the, uh, the, uh, the senior provincial teams and stuff. Then, um, then, um, hot, Half the school, I then went to the provincial academy, 
and then um, Rahasal de Mingo, who's the previous South African coach. He was the coach back then. Um, and then, so I spent the whole year with him and stuff. And then I just improved my skills. I had performed at the academy weeks and stuff. And then um, after the academy, um, the Titans, so the province had, the, the, the head I was in was Eastern province. So the Titans had heard of me and they also saw me. Then I got invited to spend some time there and practice over there. And then the guys then decided to sign me. And, and I played for the Titans B-side. So the Titans B-side is actually Northern Transvaal. So that's where I actually made my first class uh, <laughs> uh, debut. How, yes. how often are you? How long are you practicing every day at this point? Like from this thirteen to nineteen age, you're in academy. You're doing all this. Like, well, how much time yeah. are, you, are you putting in every day, crafting okay. you know, your skill set? So, at schools, um, we would generally just practice on a Tuesday and on a Thursday, and then we play on a Saturday. So. Schools was more of a a chilled vibe where when I started uh, playing uh, for the Hansel side, we would like uh, practice four uh, probably three to four days a week, right? So three to four days a week. Wow. Yeah, so. Three day or the uh, uh, five day. So, for instance, the sport would be played over a a, a three day period of time, and then right. you and that's like two two innings. Is that like two yes. innings where yes. it's like ten yes. ten ten batters to come up? Yes, and yes. you have to get the ten batters out. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. So, for instance, <laughs> we, we would play for uh, uh, three days. So, for instance, Friday, the whole day, uh, from 10 o'clock until 6 o'clock. Saturday, the whole day, from 10 o'clock until 6 o'clock. And then depending on All right. where the game I'm sorry. is at. <laughs> Reese, I got, I got to ask you, how do you get commercial money for this? People well, are there watching three days in a row. A well, commercial. to tell you the truth. That's well, a lot of commercials. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth. Um, cricket is very popular over here. So, for instance, when the international teams play, and they and they would play for five days, and, and people would come each day. And, they, and they're there, glued to it, right? Glued to it, They glued to it. One of my uh, one of my friends uh, has family in South Africa, and he said that he was there uh, visiting in 2015 from here. Right? I mean, it's a long ways to go. And he'd been yeah, there for yeah, a little for bit. Sure. And his last day there was the first day of a super match. Is that a thing? A super match? And uh, <laughs> so with the 50 over game, probably. 
Yeah, and they just they didn't they didn't really acknowledge him the entire time. But his last day there, they all just watched cricket, and he's like, "I just sat there because they didn't want to do anything else." He's like, That's, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, well. it was like the longest uh, <laughs> the longest sporting event I had seen." I have to tell you the story of my wife, though. I have to tell you the story of my wife. Tell, so, do tell. <laughs> so, um, so for instance, back then. I think it was 2011. I think it was 2011. Yeah. My wife and I started to date, right? So I told her, look, I I play the sport and stuff like that, and the sport has been played on a Saturday. So, for instance, so this was a 50-over game, right? So she came to the game at the start of it so he would go through our our pre-game routines and stuff like that you know the uh, the stretches and stuff and then uh the game started at 10 so we were on the field first from 10 until two o'clock we were on the field for the whole 50 over so yeah my so where's your where's your car. wife from? Where's your wife from? She's from Canada. That's <laughs> from right, Canada. that's right. So she has no idea, right? She has no idea. She had no idea. She had no idea for what she was getting herself into. So she spent the whole day there. So when it was time to change the innings break, right? Yeah. When we came off the field, she thought it was done. So, yeah, she's all getting excited, et cetera, and all these other things because she now thought, okay, wow, the game is finally done. No, it was my turn to go in and bat. <laughs> and she was not happy, bro. She was not happy. She was not happy at all. Uh, I want to I get into your injury there and oh, yeah. uh, what took what took away your love for a little bit there. Well, and um, so, oh, no, sorry, Sean. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. please. Um, I, I, I want, I want to hear like what happened, and yeah. um, where, where are you now? You know what I mean? Like, where are you yeah. at now with everything? So, yeah, for sure. So, Sean and Brad and Azam. Um, so, for instance, I was a fast bowler, but I was also recognized as. I, I better who can bet also as well. So I had to do twice the work, right? So, so you, you're like, you're like Babe Ruth. To... That's all I keep thinking of is Babe Ruth back in the 1920s oh. when he was pitching and hitting. And then they finally oh, okay. moved him to another position. They finally moved him to another position because it's like, we have to have your yeah, bat yeah, in yeah. there all the time. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. So, so um, I had to do twice. <laughs> twice the work right so i had to practice and practice art and stuff like that and then if you play in the game i want so for instance i'm the type of guy that i will be the first at practice and the last to go home or the first on the game and uh, uh the last guy to leave the field right because of the hard work that I put in, I started to pick up 
uh, an Achilles tendon injury. Um, and the more I played, the more I aggravated. Um, uh, the more I would injure myself and yeah, stuff like that. So, head, for instance, right? I would play and heal and then play again and then heal, but I wouldn't do the full recovery, right? So I would just like... It's just enough time to heal for the next game, but it's never yeah, really yeah, fully yeah, yeah, healed. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the more I continue to play, the more I hurt myself. And then... Um, uh, but I would play uh, 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 through the sport injury and stuff like that. So the more mm. I, um, so for instance, I would play uh, through the pain. You understand? I'm saying right. I would, I would practice through the pain and play through it, right? Mm-hmm. And I would just. Uh, to the sh- uh, the short term recovery and stuff like that, and then just play again and and then eventually, when I did the twelve man duties for the international team. So, for instance, I was a guy who was the part of the South African uh, a team back in two thousand and six. We had a tour inside of here and. Um, uh, so, the so, so the coach gave myself and two other players uh, the privilege to spend some time with the team to understand the culture and also understand the team and the hammocks and stuff like that. You understand what I'm saying? And then right. I had the privilege to go on to the field on an international game at, has a sub uh, fielder. So, for instance, this I can't even really. I can't even happens. imagine the honor. The honor. It really yeah. happens. It like yeah to go onto the field for the international team. When I walk down uh, the stairs to go onto the field, I actually took the time. Um, I had to take a, a couple of seconds. To see the crowd and take that all in. Like I had the South African badge on my heart. You understand what I'm saying? And this was half of the dream come true. And I stood there and the guys were on the field trying to wave me down. Yo, 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 come, come, come. You have to stand there. You have to, I'm like, okay, cool. So, so then, hi, then, uh, so then again, I think one of the spinners that bowled was Hickey Bogier. I don't know. So he was the South African spin bowler, but he was probably the best in the country at the time. And spin was, spin bowler, you said. Yeah, spin so he's okay. the guy would would come. So he would be a slow bowler. So he would be a very so almost slow like bowler. a like a, a knuckleball almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So then the ball went past me and I ran after the ball and I slid and I slid right into the, the advertising boards. So uh, back then, the, the advertising boards was made of steel. So when I hit the board, it was too late. So the, the impact that I made onto the boards actually snapped my Achilles tendon. And there I was playing through the pain and stuff like that and on the field. And then... Um, you continued? I, well, not continued. Uh, so, how was the... So, how was the field on uh, the boundary line? So, we yeah. have a boundary line towards the line before you hit the home run right that's right yeah. so i was walking i was walking i was walking and i'm like yeah hey bro i'm in pain but then i didn't so i didn't pick it up at the time but when i went to the doctor the following day and he did it like he did the x-rays and stuff like that because of me playing through the sports injury that I had and when I or snapped my Achilles tendon, by then I had already caused strain to my calf and my hamstring and my glute. So, for instance, when right the up. Achilles oh. tendon was done, it was done. Mm. Like my whole leg was done. It was done. So, and by then I had signed a contract to play overseas. So, for instance, I had I signed a contract to go play in the uh, in England. Um, and the contract that I signed would last me up for five years. So, for instance, I would go there in the summer and play, come back. And go back, uh, back again, right? So yeah. this contract set me up for life. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. the money yeah. that I was going to earn there was really good. Yeah. So when the doctor told me eventually that I had to stop playing, like I had to stop playing, I had to stop practicing, I had to just sit on my butt and actually just hot walk. Mm -hmm. It was hard for me, mm -hmm. right? So he told me that if I had to continue playing, there would be the possibility that I would lose the functions of my leg. Oh, my goodness. Because it was, because it was so uh, severely hurt yeah. that... If if I had to continue playing, bro, I wouldn't. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I probably would not be able to walk. Uh, well, I guess from what you're saying, if that went from the Achilles to your calf, straight all the up. way up to your to your uh, yeah, that's to your glutes. A lot that's... of nerves uh, in the in the leg that are important. Yeah. You know? See that in other other sports too, and, and big injuries, and it's just really unfortunate. Um, 
you know, that, that's, yeah. that's Yeah, so then, so when I was sitting in the doctor's office, and this was back in 2006, um, and I was a young man. I was 21 years old, and I was uh, so upset. You oh, I can imagine. I can the, imagine you're the on the point brink. I had. Yeah. 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 Um, I was uh, 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 so upset that I was so disappointed in myself that I continued to play uh, the way I did, right? Because if I had to stop back then when I first had it, and had to go for the for the treatment that I had to, I would have uh, I would have not been in her position. Right. Right. So, like, um, I had no sports or real sports agent at the time. I did have a guy. Um, was acting as my sports agent. Right. Um, I remember the conversation I had with him and I told him, yo, bro, I think I have to stop playing because the doctor said that I had to stop playing. So now you know if the doctor says you have to stop playing, you have to stop playing, right? Uh, And then I went back to my hometown and I was so upset. I was depressed. I was filled with anger. I started to hate the sport because whenever I turned on the TV, my friends were playing. So for instance, I like I had a big resentment towards the sport. And understandably right? so. Understandably so, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. yeah I mean, man. I, I I can't even I can't even fathom something like that that you work so hard to get to and then it's taken yeah. away from you because you work so what hard to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know, man. Look, uh to tell you the truth, I also didn't take care of my body as well because I was the type of guy that I wanted to be out in the clubs and stuff like that and party. You were 21. And drink up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't actually take care of myself as well. Right. Uh, so 21. I mean, of, what's there to take yeah. care of? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was young. I was known in the area. I like the spotlight and stuff like that. And, bro, to tell you the truth, when I started to realize that this can all be taken away from me while well, it did, right? Mm-hmm. There was no plan B for me. Mm-hmm. I had no real plan B because all I did was eat, drink, sleep, cricket. Right. And that was it, right? Mm-hmm. So... How far did you go down this 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 hole um, that you ended up having to fill this void that was gone, right? Like this void yeah, of no, for sure. 
eat, breathe, sleep cricket. And you filled it with, with, um, with obviously because you're, 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 you're devastated. So you're trying to self-medicate, right? You're, you're self-medicating. You're, you're trying to, to just get through one day at a time. Right. So you ended up getting into an addiction at that point, correct? Or, well, to tell you the truth, when I head back home to my hometown, yes, it was good to be home. Mm. I was, I saw my mom, my granny, my friends and my sister and stuff like that. So it was really good to be home with people that I cared for. Although also as well at the time I was also engaged too. So for instance, I told my uh, fiance at the time that I, I had to go back home and spend some time there, right? So that I can just gather my thoughts and stuff like that and try to uh, figure out the next step for me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, the healing process was going to be a long one. Like I was talking about a year or two, right? Um, and then, like, I had to figure out what is the next thing. Right. So when I started to come home, well, when I went home, I started to party a whole lot. Like I was the main man. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started to party. I was blowing my cash out in the clubs, in the pubs and stuff like that, just drinking it up and all those other things. And the type of guy that I was, um, I would never go home drunk. Right, because I respected my my mother and my granny as well. Because um, oh, I never grew up without a father. Um, without a father. So, so for instance, my granny was also like my mom, right? And my mother had to play the both roles and stuff both like that. Roles. So I. Didn't really get the support that, 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 uh, that I was searching for. Yeah, that a father would give you, right? Right. So I was just hitting it up in the clubs. I would party from a Wednesday night to a Monday morning. So, for instance, yeah. I would go to the clubs and just book myself a hotel and take some girls back with me and friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and just have a drink at the hotel, right? And then um, uh, one of these nights that uh, I went out, there were some people that I met. And as not the people that that you as a sports person or a sports star would be or look to be associated with, right? Right. So I was just drinking it up and I was telling the people who ever wants to continue the party should just um, come to my hotel, right? And that's where then um, I started to find out about the drug called meth um, because I was so drunk and the people took it, um, advantage of me and spent my cash and stuff like that because I was so 
how would her three pass out as well? Like, I would get so drunk that I would you pass know, out with the, with the, the truth. Random planes just had yeah. me. Like the truth is, is that you were you were trying to fill that void that cricket had. In yeah. Your life, right. Yeah. And so when you're trying to still remain on top mentally, I'm sure yeah. that you're out there and you're 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 doing whatever it is to bring people to you, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I know, yeah. I know this story. I know this story very well because I think Brad knows the yeah, story. Sure. You know, so yeah. I, I, Azam, I don't know you very well, so I can't, I can't say one way or the other. But I know this story very well, and it's, it's always sad because you never really, you, ne- you're looking for something to fill what you yeah. had, and it's just, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. I can't even. Well, I yeah. can't even. You know, in my my experience um, with that kind of stuff is just you don't have the strength to uh, admit you need help. And so you're just yeah. trying to numb those things medically as best you can. Right. And yeah, uh, you know, eventually for me, it would end up being uh, therapy and, and finding, you know, safe places to be and good friends and, and those things that would keep yeah. you accountable and keep you moving and, and, you know, and that kind of thing and not, you know, cause I think when you are, uh, the biggest or the strongest or the fastest or the most popular are those things. And then, you know, what you have found your identity to be um, is taken away from you or you can no longer perform yeah. uh, that level. That, that's a hard thing to deal with by, on your own. And yeah. it takes it takes a big person to be able to say that they need help. Uh, and a lot of times, yeah. you know, I think, you know, the masculine culture says we shouldn't ask for help. And then we just try to, you know, numb that pain away and unfortunately it's it's the same uh, scenario that you found with your achilles is that we're not ever healing right we're just doing enough to get through and then eventually just to get through yeah yeah and that's yeah. so true yeah and that's yeah. so true yeah because i was in that uh situation right mm-hmm. so for instance um from being a sports person or a promising young star i would say I don't like to speak of myself as, you know, the good player or the best player for that. But these are the things that was told to me, right? That well, I was one. Well, just real, real, real quick. Here's, here's my, my viewpoint of you is this. This is this, what my viewpoint yeah. is. Is that you were able to represent your country at a high level. Not high yet. level. Almost. You, Almost. you played. You played. You, played. you went out there, right? With the patch on. I was a fielder. <laughs> I was a fielder. That's more than any of us have done. That's it. And you yeah, had a contract yeah. to go play in a, in a high – I mean, I imagine that England is the cricket capital or one of them, right? Like one of them. Like yeah. India, yeah. India, I would say. I'd say England would be a huge one. You're, you're an elite. Some of the leagues are pretty lucrative, right? You're, for an a lot elite, of you're an elite athlete. You can you, yeah. be proud of yourself. I think you could be proud yeah. to say that you were yeah. – Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm a humble person, that, bro. I, I know. I appreciate the humbleness, but, like, let's not sell yeah. yourself short. Like, let's celebrate your accomplishments a little bit. Like, it's, you did yeah, some yeah, real yeah, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you were. You were. <laughs> on the brink of, yeah. I appreciate the humbleness. I do, but like you know, you know what you were like. It's that's, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No. And yeah. So, so, like, I was having her shoulders in the changing rooms with the guys like maybe the Hollius and Dale Staines and Morning Morkel. Um, like 
some of these guys had gone on to be real stars in the sport, right? Yeah. Across the world. And I had the opportunity to share a dressing room with and stuff like that. And yeah, I found myself a couple of years later in a toilet with a head pipe in my mouth. (laughs) Had some guys that you should not be with, right? But it's 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 amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it's absolutely amazing to think that you know you were there on the precipice and then how it all changes like that. What though what though ended up changing for you to bring you out of that? Because you just don't come out of that. You don't come out of that unless there's something supernatural that brings you out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's not something yeah, yeah. It's not something you just walk in like I'm done. I'm done this now. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen. So, that way. Uh, to tell you the truth, I went through addiction for uh, for seven years. Mm-hmm. For uh, seven years, you know, I was once a cricket player who would spend his Saturdays on a sports field, or uh, it was in a week or something like that. I found myself on the street. I found myself scratching in buns to eat the meal. I found myself trying to to kill myself four times um, where I tried to commit suicide within that uh, seven years that I was so in a broken place Mm -hmm. that my family wanted nothing to do with me. My friends that I had, when they would see me in the street, I would turn around and just go the the or to walk in a, a different direction, direction yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It was so bad, bro. That uh, the people that I hurt the most was the people that was actually close to me. I would steal. You know, I would plan some house break-ins and stuff like that. You understand what I'm saying? Because hacking is um, fairly common over here. So, for instance, uh, South Africa has a very high crime rate. So, to get involved with cancerism and drugs and stuff like that is a norm, right? And I found myself in a place where where I was broken and lost for seven years of my life. I was addicted to drugs and staying on the street with broken clothes. Uh, the reese you see over here is not the reese that you would recognize 10 years ago, right? I'll send you a picture of the day I went to rehab, actually. Bro, I was that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, I was thin. I was so thin that the people didn't even recognize me. Yeah, it was that bad. Now, but this is your glow up now, right? Like you turn the corner, you get there. If if... yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, so the reason why I'm sharing it is that I want people to understand that 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 um a person that is addicted to drugs or 
or uh, whatever target is, you lose yourself. Mm. You lose yourself. You lose your morals. You lose your values and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like the stuff that I had to do to maintain my habit was not the person that I was. Mm-hmm. Um, in in 2011. Uh, people that I've had those things too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. looking, uh, you know, our time's getting short. And one thing I wanted to give you the opportunity to say is uh, if you could say anything, to anyone out there that's struggling, what would your advice be to anyone that maybe uh, is struggling or anyone maybe, maybe more importantly, anyone that knows someone who is struggling? Like what is the things that could be helpful? If you could just say any kind of advice to people that are struggling on any spectrum, like what would you say to those people? There is hope. Yeah, I am. You know, um, 2011, I decided to change my life. Mm. I had a open and natural encounter with God that he gave me the opportunity to hold to rehab. Um, it was a Christian uh, uh, facility. Mm-hmm. It's called Teen Challenge. So uh, Teen Challenge is all over the world. Um, and there is where my life started to turn around for me. What's you it understand? called? Because I found my faith again. Teen challenge. Teen teen challenge. Yes, I I've heard of them actually down in uh, the U.S. That's right. That's right. They are all over there. Listen, is I one just up. like two hours away from from Halifax yeah. um, as well. I know. I I grew up. I grew up in the, in the churches, right? And so I mean, yeah. you know, and then you go away from. Christianity for a time being to go figure out something, yeah. but yeah, then you yeah. realize that, like for me, I'm I'm still Christian. You know, I yeah, I had to yeah. come back to my faith because it, it, if it's practiced correctly, it's yeah. patience and and understanding for, sure. for everybody. You know what I mean? It's well, not. Yeah, it, it's yeah. grace. And, it's grace and it's mercy and it's hope. Uh, yeah. It's, meeting people where they are and understand and it's wanting to love someone for their soul not for their actions not for their actions yeah zero judgment yeah yeah so the reason why i say or my encouragement to people is very simple there is hope the reason why i say that if i could go through it and go through the rehab because rehab is actually the easy part, although you don't uh, uh, see it then. Rehab is actually the easy part. The tough part is coming back from rehab and going back to the place where you had to face all the people that you did the things to, right? And having to stay clean. That is the hard part, but if you surround yourself with with a positive influence, you can do it. Yeah. With God right. on your side, you can overcome anything, and you can do it. Listen, and I love, it. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, I love your story. Yeah, we want to thank you for coming and telling us today. You know, the power outage, Zam. Thank you for being here for in your input into like helping us understand what cricket is. Uh, yeah, thank you. And just an amazing uh, story of hope and victory. 
Uh, you know, and I, like I said before, I appreciate your humbleness, but man, don't lose your shine, brother. Like you gotta, you're somebody special. You, you've got a story, you've got hope and, and you, we yeah. can just feel your energy, man. So don't be like, I appreciate you being humble, man, but don't sell yourself short. You've done some real, <laughs> you've done some real things, man. Yeah, like, I think I appreciate it. That's exactly it. And yeah, I also, no, I appreciate it. Are you, are you, are you in the middle right now of trying to come over to Canada as well? Right. Yeah, like, no. So, um, I, so for instance, uh, we decided to move to Canada in 2016 and was hoping to do my PR application uh-huh. in Canada. But because uh-huh. of the bad things I did, I had uh-huh. to come back to South Africa to get my stuff cleared and everything else. Right. So now I had eventually did that. So uh, my family is currently in Halifax. Um, okay. So we are busy with my PR. Um, and hoping to receive a decision in sometime March or so. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I have been back in South Africa for the last two years now, just okay. uh, trying to sort out everything. Well, listen, I'm going to be praying for that there, that it goes yeah. through. Cause I also heard that you're supposed to be coaching over oh, here, like eventually, like that's that's one of the jobs you're looking at there. Yeah, so while I was in Canada, I was um, actually volunteering for the provincial team over there. Um, okay, yeah. Nova Scotia. Yeah. Uh, provincial team. And I was actually uh, from 2017 until uh, this year, I was a national selector for cricket canada as well oh wow so wow yeah well listen i'm going to be praying for this to come through there so in march you're going to be able to come be reunited for your family yeah, for sure. for i would sure. love to have you back on brad what do you say we have reza back on sometime in this uh new year upcoming year there i would let's love get that let's get it we have uh we'll do some yeah. more time we'll talk some more about you know just all these uh these things it's been fun talking to you uh sorry yeah, yeah for sure brad we'll talk soon <laughs> Hey, Azam, yep. thanks again for coming on there from Boxing One Pod. Uh, couldn't have done this without you. Thank you for coming on last night and teaching me a bit about cricket as well. Yeah. No, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Brad, for uh, you know having me on today uh, and letting me uh, listen to Reza's story. That was incredible and very, very inspiring and was really, really nice uh, to hear from you, Reese. Best of I luck with everything you do. appreciate it, guys. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. All right. We'll be, we'll be talking soon. Show on Brad, Azam. Absolutely. Yeah, Don't, no, be sure. stranger, Don't be a stranger, Reese. Don't be a stranger. All right. Oh Man, my gosh. Uh, that was powerful as yeah, far as I'm concerned, good. as far as the story is concerned. Yeah. And uh, Brad, I'm glad you said what you said because it's true. You are an athlete. You're a premier yeah. athlete. Well, and I, I appreciate uh, his humility. Um, you know, and, and just how he carries himself. But I also, mm. uh, I always don't like to see people sell themselves short. And so if we can, if we can be. <laughs> advocates for those people than we should be because you know uh i think growing up um you know when you play uh i I know for me just playing sports in the little leagues uh in those things you know you always dream of watching athletes in the olympics and and representing your country and you know just being able to be on that team is a special thing and so i didn't i don't want him to you know short sell that right i mean that's just that's a big deal 
Um, oh, absolutely. Not, not many folks get to do that. And speaking of things that not many folks get to do, uh, quickly, I want to get into this NFL season. We're rolling in. Uh, you know, this is kind of the witching hour, right? It's, it's when 14 seasons get made, uh, seasons fall apart. Super fascinating. All right. Then watching it, listening today, you realize the NFC East is so crazy that they might either have a sub 500 division winner or I already two, said that. Or two I already teams, said that. Or, or how is it two teams in the playoffs? What are you talking about? <laughs> we can get into it later. I want to get into the game. You think the Giants and the and the and the Redskins, the Redskins. I'm sorry, the Washington Football Team are both going to win the rest of. They're going to run the gamut. Listen to me. Not think possible. Not probable. No. I'm just saying it's a weird scenario. Just that because they beat your, just because the Giants beat your Seahawks and treated them, treated yeah. Russell Wilson the uh, way he should be treated. If I was going to be, uh, if I was going to be like you, Sean, I would go buy. Uh, <laughs> Giants jersey, but I did. <laughs> on to the next one. On the next one. That was very uh, good. Chiefs, Dolphins. I was, to, I was trying to egg you on there. I was trying to egg you on. Ah, I'm two seasons for losing there. I can get <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so we're Chiefs, looking Dolphins. at what are we looking at? Chiefs, Dolphins. Uh, you know, I think Kansas City has a chance to wrap up. Uh, you know, I think the you know they'll yeah. win the AFC West if they win. You know they're they're chopping ahead for the number one seed, right? They want home field. I uh, think I think they're going to get number one seed. I don't see Pittsburgh running the gamut uh, through Buffalo and Cleveland. There's there's no, no way. There's no way. It's uh, yeah. It's as Kansas City's race to lose. Um, Absolutely. Andy Absolutely. Reid's teams historically just destroy rookie quarterbacks, so Tua probably comes back down to earth a little bit. So I think it's Kansas City, and I think it's big, uh, even on the road. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Miami has a chance in this one. Uh, unfortunately, you know what? I'm not going to say that. Not that they don't have a chance. I just think it's not going to be something yeah. they're going to pull out as a win. Brian Flores has them playing well, right? Yeah. I think they're competitive in a lot of realms, but they're not. I just think Kansas City's Kansas City late season Kansas City, especially under Andy, Andy Reid's teams are historically great late season. They're maybe not as oh, great no. in the playoffs, but in this in the closeout, uh, you know, when it matters most, they're going to win. Yeah. Another interesting uh, game that comes through, and now interesting is not the right word for any of these games, maybe, but that's um, when it comes to playoff potential and positioning, mm-hmm. where we are is this Vikings Buccaneers game. This is, I was just looking at that, buddy. This is the uh, totally agree. I totally agree because the Vikings are still outside looking in at a playoff spot, believe it yeah, or not. But this is it. If they lose this game, it's done. Uh, it's probably over. Yeah, but same thing with the Buccaneers. If they lose this game, it's probably over as well. Because they've been losing. It's not like they've been on the right side yeah, of this. I fully agree. Uh, right now, the playoffs are, are walking in a 32% chance for the Vikings. Uh, jumps to a 64% chance with a win. Uh, falls to 23% and done. If, I'm not if, listening to your analytics anymore. You said that 49ers had a 1.5% uh, point spread over uh, Buffalo. And you saw what Buffalo did to the that's, Niners. That's, that was a point spread. That wasn't analytics. You saw what they did. They saw what I they did. did. I did see what they did, and I—I yeah. I told you that I wanted Buffalo to win. I just didn't. Think I know, that. I know. You were—you were a secret Buffalo fan that day. I know. <laughs> uh, so here's all right. So here's some games that honestly, I mean, Titans, Jaguars. We already know the Titans are going to win that one. They're coming back from that loss against Buffalo. They're—they're they're looking to win. Jaguars are unfortunately going to be. And it's Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville, but Jaguars. I mean, I'm just saying that it's Jackson. I mean, they were surprising last week in Minnesota, but. 
we just talked about Minnesota and their struggles. So yeah, we're yeah, not uh, not really worried about it. Broncos Panthers is a toss up. I mean, yeah, it's a game of also of not watching it, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm gonna all see it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not tuning into that game. Uh, Texas yeah. Bears, I feel similarly about that. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, Texans season's over. Bears season's essentially over. Um, yeah, and it's time for the Bears a clean house. They have a clean house, man. Yeah, they look they've terrible. Got go. They've got yeah. to go. Yeah, you got to wonder about Matt. Sorry, Nagy. Dave. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Dave. I think Matt Nagy's probably on the way out. Yeah. There, I guess maybe there's two ways to go about it, right? Is that Trubisky uh, and Foles experiment is over and Nagy? Oh, that's done. Yeah. Or and, and, he, or, and you know they bring Nagy back for one more year with the quarterback of his choosing. You know, a lot of quarterbacks are changing around. That might be the thing. But I think hey, I think knows? All, I think they're all gone. It's just yeah. Chicago is you know isn't great and so who knows what happens but okay so so let me just let me just go off topic for one second here okay adam gase doesn't get the axe but his defensive coordinator gets the axe so here's the thing adam (laughs) gase is going to get the axe you think yes adam gase cut uh oh greg williams out that's the move right is that Gase fired Williams, not the leadership. And the leadership group from the Jets is going to fire Adam Gase. The day he needs day. to go. He's a cancer. Yeah. They call it Bloody Monday, and Adam Gase is a part of Bloody Monday. Yeah. Well, that was a terrible call. I don't know what he was thinking. but Well, he should have been fired for that call. That was terrible. You, I mean, you don't get burned like that in high school football. I mean, they're, uh, in the last gas play where you're going and throwing a Hail Mary, you don't send seven blitzers and leave your corner out there. You okay. put guys in the end zone and defeat it. Only a touchdown beats you. What so for doing? guys, so for guys like Ryan, for guys like Jason, for guys like Robert, just gonna let you guys know, all right? If you send the house at the quarterback on a hail mary play, the last few seconds, you still have time. It's not even that much time, and you got that many yards. You do not send the house and leave one man as or, an island. Or you, yeah, you just don't. Because here's the thing: if only a touchdown beats you, you put your four tallest, most athletic receivers or cornerbacks in the end zone. And let the ball be in front of you so you can knock it down. Unbelievable! It, it's been run. Fi- in, I think it was like 450 times that play has been run in the last 50 years. I bet you that guy. One, I bet you that defensive coordinator, that. Adam Gase, and the defensive coordinator are going to have great jobs in the CFL next year. It probably works in the CFL. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. Seriously now. Cardinals, Giants. That was that was serious. Cardinals, Giants. Uh <laughs> I'm looking for the Giants to keep their momentum. I really need the, the Cardinals to lose. Uh that's just me being I, I, I do too. Honestly, um Kyler Murray all of a sudden after that Hale Murray. Yeah. Uh he's been looking, so he's been looking close. to be a real I know he's been looking to real be a real quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh he hasn't been running as much. And if Daniel Jones is playing, Giants win this game. Yeah, let's hope so. I hope they got enough juice out of last week they can make some damage because as long as they continue to beat the Cowboys and beat the Washington football team, they'll be fine. Here's the thing. Cowboys are going to be still relevant for another season, another week. The only team. Andy Dalton is beating Cincinnati. He's coming back to Cincinnati. He's beating Cincinnati. The Red Rifle. See, I got it right. (laughs) Red Rifle is beating. He's beating his old team. They're going to be relevant for one more week. They're going to be the playoff on for one more week in the NFC. Yeah, that's fine. The only, the only team I can root for in the NFC East is the Giants. Not really root for who it is. Not for a gross amount. So, uh, who who would? Yeah, man. Listen, I can't believe Dallas is even favored in this game. 
Uh, it's a three Why and nine. You? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's a two and nine and one Cincinnati team. I understand that, but the thing is, though, is that you're still looking at no real quarterback for Cincinnati since Joe Burrows is out, and you're looking at Andy Dalton coming into his old uh, stomping grounds. You know what would be fascinating you know, as a favor on the road too. You know, what is fascinating for me is normally this. You know, would be uh, the tie is funny for me in this one, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Ties are just silly. I hear you. Colton yeah. Raiders, who thought this would be a game? This is going to be a game. <laughs> Going this is in, the game. You thought this would have been like the highlight game of week 14, but here we are. Oh, right? I don't know if it's a highlight game of week 14. It's it is one, of those, it is, it is one that I have checkmarked. This has the most checkmarked. has the most on the line. No, no. Steelers, Bills, and Ravens, Browns, I would argue with you, have the most on the line coming up this week. <laughs> we'll get into that buddy three, three of those teams are secure in their playoff standing <laughs> the Colts yeah. are not well i think it's going to be the colts beating the raiders i yeah. that's that's my honest yeah. that's my I honest think, what i feel I think, in my heart I think it's not more than what we think i think you know the that's been an up and down raiders team yeah uh, I think we see a down Raiders team this week. Uh, you know, and I know you hate these analytics, but right now it's a coin flip for the Raiders to make the playoffs. If they win this game, it goes to a 75% chance of them going in. If they lose it, it goes down to... You lost to Atlanta, and you got spanked by Atlanta. You don't deserve to be in the postseason. I'm sorry. Those are teams you should this be beating. Is, this is the game that I'll, that I, you know, am going to be keeping an eye on because I think it's fascinating. Yeah. You don't deserve to be in the postseason, Raiders. Stupid Raiders. Just because your coach is a stupid haircut, you shouldn't be in a postseason. That's exactly it. I'm sorry, Christopher Fuller. Sorry. I hey, hate your Raiders. Uh, knock if you hear me. Oh, I hear you. That's the, uh, if you watch Hard Knocks, that's the John Gruden thing. He always. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be in a team meeting. He's I like, knock if you're with me. Then everyone knocks on the thing, you know? Yeah, go back to Monday Night Football, Derek. John, John, Gruden, John Gruden's a great college coach. I think. You know what? He lost his job, I think, to Booger McFarland, though. I think Booger's got that pretty much on lockdown now on Monday nights. Uh, I would like to see them both if they're on the same product, on the same, the same possibly. Product. Yeah. All right. Your Seahawks might be able to win a game, buddy. They might be able to yeah, win I mean, a game. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they've already won eight this year. <laughs> yeah. All sub 500. You only beat one above 500 team. You're about to get a gift. They're not a gift. Initiate the schedule. You, that's nothing. That says this is a gift. You should have beat the Giants last week. You should be embarrassed. You shouldn't be wearing any Seattle stuff. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> I love you, Brad. I love you. I love you, man. <laughs> Show that B red. Oh man. Sounders, hey, Sounders, there, Sounders in the MLS Cup for a four season chance right. to win three out of four. All yeah. right. I'll give you that. Yeah. But you should be embarrassed at your Seahawks right now. That was just yeah. atrocious. That was gross. Like, what were they uh, thinking? Well, the against Cole McCoy. What were they thinking? It, it, once again. Uh, Russell Wilson shouldn't have to play perfect to win the game. He should have to play like an average quarterback in the NFL. If he would have played an average game, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. If he Russell would have Wilson, played Russell Wilson, okay, 
first off, you need the running game. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. But you have enough weapons on that ball. You shouldn't be losing like that. That's what I'm saying. If Russell Wilson would have played an average NFL quarterback game, they would have won. The defense played well enough to win. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Russell, Russell Wilson is Jekyll and Hyde this year. He's either super hot or he's super terrible. And yeah. all we need is average Russell. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I need. I, I think he's to- he's always looking for that big play downfield. Like he's always looking for that fifty yarder downfield. Yeah, it's never gets, have a good running game. But that's not it. And then Pete Carroll tries to get yeah. cute, and then look at where we are. And we lose yeah. this stupid ass Giants team, and almost get outscored by the defense. Well, you can't afford to get beaten up by this Jets the team. Defense and special teams were five points, and we almost outscored the offense. That's a gross day. It's gross. It's inexcusable. <laughs> okay, now I feel bad that you're actually saying this about your. Seahawks. No. I'm, I'm sorry. I have, I have worse things to say. I just don't want yeah. to be on the I'm not that sorry. <laughs> Typical passive aggressive Canadian just jumps in. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Shut up, Canadian. All right. <laughs> so, hey, by the way, the Shady 80 is like, I think, 6%. So I've had a few of these. I don't know if you understand that. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit I've been watching. Yeah, getting a little, getting a little loose. Yeah, send me, me karaoke videos that you're seeing later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Packers Lions. Who cares about Packers Lions? Packers are going to win this. Yeah, Lions yeah. are garbage. They beat Chicago. Yeah, super fascinating to see the story this week that Matt Stafford maybe doesn't have a stomach for Derek Pebble, which is for yeah, it's just dumb. Whatever. It's fine. Whatever. Listen, we'd be talking about this, how much they hate. Green Bay Packers hate Aaron Rodgers. Uh, You're still playing with one wide receiver. um, And he's still doing – he's making lemonade out of lemons. You know what I mean? He just threw his 400th career touchdown pass and was the fastest to do it. And his 200th to Devontae Adams. So, I mean, that's not right. That's what they said, but that doesn't sound correct. That can't be right. I don't know. What I do know is that that is a talent, and I think he'd be probably served better elsewhere than in Green Bay. You want Jordan Love? Let Jordan Love go and play. Get rid of let 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 Aaron Rodgers go to a team that he can make his team. Uh, would you support Aaron Rodgers in Buffalo? I think Josh Allen is the next coming. So of Aaron Rodgers? No, next coming of Tom Brady, but <laughs> he's a great system. He's a great system quarterback, my friend. How can you say anything but that after you what you saw what he did to San Francisco? He looked calm, cool, and collected and yeah. threw that many great touchdowns. With yeah, with San Francisco and their 25 IR players. But that's whoa, 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 whoa. You still have Ron Sala there. Ending up giving his DC knowledge over to these guys. You so, think? Yeah, they still aren't executing. Do you think that? Uh, yeah, I'll just leave it alone. We'll talk about it next time. We can talk about it Monday. Forty nine ers Next coming of Tom Brady. <laughs> only Tom McDermott's next coming of Bill Belichick. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Keep going. Washington Forty Nine ers. Washington yeah, wins that game. Thing. I mean, it's an, this is another interesting game for me because there's playoffs. It involved. is playoffs involved. playoffs involved. You're going to get the best effort from both sides. Both sides. So, it's, uh, Niners it's, losing this game. 
Washington's got enough momentum Alex, going. Alex there. Smith, Alex Smith getting a little bit of comeback on uh, yep. the Flyers in that leadership group. Yep, Alex Smith, he's 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 going to lead them. I could buy it. Yeah, Saints Eagles. I say Taysom Hill starts again. Uh, Jalen Hurts yeah. is starting. Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts bowl, and it's gross. Yeah, but I still see the Saints winning this. The Saints are going to win by a lot because they have Alvin Kamara and all those offensive weapons. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If Russell Wilson would just have an average-ass game like Taysom Hill does, they would have beat the Giants. <laughs> uh, God bless America. Oh, and finally, something right here. What I love to see. Two primetime yeah. games that the I have Falcons been dying for. The Falcons and the Chargers, the game of the week for Sean. Look how excited he is. Oh, wow. wait. Oh, That's disgusting what you just said. Oh, here we are. Night <laughs> I mean, I, I purposely brushed off the Falcons and the Chargers because neither of them are making the postseason. That's just a game. That's just a game just, happening. I, just, I couldn't let you do it. So <laughs> Steelers Bills, Sunday night game. Yep. Dude. Look at a little point and a half favorite there. Yes. You want to know why? Because they have momentum. Yep. Who does? Buffalo, they got momentum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. They do. The Steelers also have, I think, to reconcile their effort last time they played. So they do. Bad. They do. They do. I'm not saying that they don't, but you're about to do it in Buffalo. Yeah, it's gonna be hard, and it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see James Conner coming off of the COVID list. See what kind of gas tank he has. I mean, I'm a little it. nervous. I'm a little bit nervous about that because I mean, you know, they're athletes. He hasn't been not working out. You know what I mean? Well, so maybe, might have fresh legs. Is, here's the thing, though, that yeah. we don't know is when they're on that COVID list is how sick they actually are. Because some of them, like it sounds like maybe Mark Ingram was actually down and out for oh wow days. And that's why when he came back and played, he only got three or four snaps because he didn't have the gas tank to go because he'd been mm. You know, and so that's uh, interesting. That's the thing we're not hearing, uh, and rightfully so. We shouldn't hear those, you know, personal. No, 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 not before game time. That's something that you give. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they're on the list doesn't mean that they're all right. They might be really. Let's put it this way if the Steelers win the Super Bowl, maybe we'll see it in America's game. You know what I mean? When they talk about that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. Monday night crowd jewel, baby. Yep. Browns Ravens. Man, you are just hot, right? You got two. That's right. Time. Are you going to stay up late two nights in a row? I'm going to do it. <laughs> I am so stoked. I can't believe it. Two primetime games. Man, the Ravens need. I get to watch both of them. You believe that the Ravens are favored in Cleveland? I, I can just only because of the last game. I can. But I guarantee you this is a different Cleveland Browns team than what they saw in week one. Yeah. I guarantee you that. So Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown a pick of three games. Why would uh, Miles Garrett. No, I said it last time too. He hasn't thrown it. Miles Garrett's back. You said, Oh, Miles Garrett. I, I Miles just, Garrett's I just, legit. I just, I'll never respect Miles Garrett. I know. I understand that. You yeah. obviously said that. You said that was delusional, but uh, I'm Miles. Not he's, not a, he's a bad player. I just think he's a shitty person. Listen, you can be a crappy person. And yet, still be some sort of talent like Jalen Ramsey, yeah, Golden Tate. I don't like Golden Tate either. Golden Shower is gonna yeah. suck it. Yeah, I know. Listen, I like man. Why did Ramsey beat his ass? 
Browns Ravens. That's a big game. So yeah, Ravens have to win. Yeah. Like they it, have to win to stay in play. This. this is the this is the good time of year because it's divisional football. Mm. I love divisional football when the playoffs matter. Smash mouth, smash and mouth. Then, and then we're playing primetime games in two cold weather places, which means the That's pads it. are popping. Boys oh, yeah. are hitting. It's gonna be a there's it's gonna be a game like both just, of those. I'm excited for both. I, I, this is probably the most excited I've been for back to back primetime games all year. To be honest, oh with you. buddy, I'm excited I'm, to watch. Both I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I just gotta I say this one other, thing. I'm on the other side of the fence, uh, at least for the Cleveland uh, Browns game. So. Shut up, whatever. Listen, I gotta say this one thing I right now. Bills, I hope your Bills win. That's gotta mean something to you. All right, so 50-50. Okay, so we're gonna be on the same <laughs> same boat there for that. Listen, I do have to say this right now for my cousin, Ron, if you're listening, I hope your Ravens suck it. I hope they suck it. You are on one today. How much beer have you had? I had a couple. I'm a big man. (laughs) Big man with a low tolerance. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, listen, we also have – I I wanted to get into the NHL season. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. This is just, we, can jump. we have plenty of time for NHL talk later. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk quickly about this card. I think we both uh, feel a certain way about this card. Yes. Of the night. Uh, there's definitely some... The prelims, for sure, I yeah. feel a certain there's, way about. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do, too, I think. Um, super interesting card. We mm-hmm. got some people fighting out of uh, places close to both our hearts this week. So, uh, you know... I want to give a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. You go first, man. You go first. I'm good. I don't, I'm good. I, I just know someone that knows somebody. So I'm not, I don't really know her. So listen. Uh, so Gavin, Gavin Tucker, uh, I know you and TJ have been talking. TJ Grant, you were representing Nova Scotia. You're representing HRM. Listen, buddy. Best of luck tonight. Uh, I really hope that you take it to uh, Billy Quarantilo. I hope that your record improves. I hope you make it to the main card. Um, all that good stuff for you, okay? His record's 12-1. and one. I think this guy's yeah. on the up and up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, Gavin, I hope you smash Billy's face in, and then let's talk about it. Yeah, Gavin, absolutely. Yeah, smash Billy's face in. Make an appointment to come on Guys Beer Sports. We'll talk about it. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. And then uh, yeah, Sam Hughes fighting uh, on short notice uh, tonight. Week out. Yeah, she's taking, she's taking Angela Hills, right? Angela Hills' yep. position. Yeah, so she'll she'll step in, do some work, represent the Pacific Northwest. So shout out to our local fighters. But again, like we said, uh, Gavin, best of luck. Stay healthy, my friend. Do your thing. Um, you know, thirteen and one is coming for post fight. Yeah. Happy to see it. Uh, Gavin, then- I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be looking too to see if you after this win, where you actually rank there in the featherweight area there because it's going to be awesome i mean if you go 13 and 1 i think you're definitely deserving on the main card and uh some better things to come so yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely okay well we uh we are deep in uh in our realm here so once again thanks to uh, guys beer sports official sponsor flyers brewery uh, check them out they got great specials they got happy hour deals going the staff there is fantastic guys go go see them give them a shout holler at them even if you're not uh local to them and follow them on facebook give them some encouragement just tell them to keep going and all this uh that we're dealing with now you know with this pandemic and those things i think the most important thing we can do is be beacons of light and grace and mercy to uh those people that are serving us and so you know the restaurant industry has really stepped up and, and taken a big hit but stayed open and served us and, and try to hold on so uh 
special thanks to everyone, you know, healthcare workers and restaurant folks uh, specifically are near and dear to my heart. So thank you all for that. And I want to thank you, uh, everybody that's in the service right now as well, uh, Canadian and military military members. I, I just thank you so much for your service. Thank you for uh, – maybe I'm thanking myself too, but I'm not including myself on this. Thank you. Thank you for your service. I just want to say, though, listen, thank you guys, especially those that are on deployment right now that are not having the greatest of times overseas. Thank you so much. Understand we appreciate you. We're thinking about you. And please, you know, be safe out there. Brad, episode 20 in the books, my man. Right. Just like I the can't qu- believe it. Just right. like the what? You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.